T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming up this hour, Nick Wagner will be with us. He's wrapping up some responsibilities for ESPN Television. Uh, he'll join us right around 2.45. We'll go straight from Nick to James Ham, our 1320 Kings insider, who will get us ready for the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers uh, tonight in Southern California. Real quick on, on the football tip, can I, ask, can I ask my 49ers people a uh, question? In the chat, you can call in if you want to, you know what I mean, and, and answer the question. Who's the 49ers' biggest rivalry? There's, I got some options for you. The Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, mm-hmm. the Rams, the Packers, the Raiders. Matter of fact, rank them. That's what I would say. I'll start. I think it's the Raiders because I think that's just fans. Mm. I, don't, I don't think the players. I disagree with that right out the gate. Okay. Ra- Raiders are five. Oh, Raiders are. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're, you're going, going five yeah, to one. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Got you. Raiders got you. are five. Got you. Mm-hmm. I think I would put the Packers at four. Okay. It's crazy. At the beginning of the season, I would have put Rams at two, but I. No, nah, I'm gonna stay with it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Seahawks three, Rams two, Cowboys one. Okay. Probably, I probably run with that. I would have put, I would have definitely have put the Cowboys number one. Mm. Um, it's amazing that was only the. Well, I guess it's not given the, the history. Was it the second or third uh, preseason game between the Seahawks and the Forty oh, Nineers? Um, postseason game, yeah. Yeah, second. It was the second one. Yeah. Not quite as memorable as the first. <laughs> this was much more better memorable. outcome. Sure, sure, much sure. Much more enjoyable. Sure, better, better, better outcome. So the funny thing is, Ramsey, Ramsey is um, saying, "See, I don't know, Ramsey. This is for Niners fans. I don't know what the hell you're talking about here. See your way out of this." Um, but either Tyler Jennings says uh, Seahawks. I was listening to our guys on Locked On. They asked the same question, and Seahawks they kind of they kind of broke it down to your answer depends on if you were born in before 1988 or after 1988. 
If you were born before 1988, and you could you're properly, probably saying the Cowboys. And you could properly consume those uh, Cowboys games of the yeah. mid-90s. You're probably saying the Cowboys. It if feels like with, after 88, you probably said the Seahawks. And, and obviously this is also – it can be true for Seattle or, or Los Angeles, but it feels like every time the Cowboys and 49ers play, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really big deal. Yeah. The stakes. Uh, and given – I mean, like it or not, the Cowboys are what they are, and they are loved and hated, mm-hmm. which adds to the it, it adds to the to the luster of them. I'm anxious. They're to loved see. and hated across. No one is indifferent about the Dallas Cowboys. No. You love them or you hate them, and that adds to that adds to all I, of this. I'm anxious to see what the stadium is going to look like. You know, the yeah. Niners, the yeah. Niners, they've done a the Niner fans, whatever. They've done a really good job in these since 2019 of. Like people don't like come and take over the stadium or nothing like that. You know, the the Niners fans, whether it's the season ticket holders or however it's going down, they don't really allow like what Niners fans do in other stadiums to happen in Levi's. But they've never played the Cowboys in a playoff situation at Levi's. So I'm anxious to see what that looks like. Because there was a lot of Cowboy fans at that Buccaneers game. There was a lot. I remember mm-hmm. when on mm-hmm. the touchdowns you'd, mm-hmm. you'd see them and you'd yeah. hear them. Yeah. So I, I know they're going to be in there. I mean, that's just the nature of sports in 2023. But, you know, what's it going to look like? It's going to be more red, more blue. I don't know. Uh, Alfonso goes with Seahawks, Rams, Packers, Cowboys, Giants. Giants is that they might be an honorable mention. I, yeah. The Giants, I can't tell old how I, I'm trying to grasp for how old Alfonso is in this picture. And I, and I can't do it because I feel like the Giants is an old school cut. Uh, it is a little bit, but what happened in, in 2011 uh, really mm-hmm. made people upset. And the Giants really upset me. You've heard me talk about this before. They don't deserve any of their Super Bowls. It's so disgusting that they have four. It, it is it is disgusting. Not one time were they ever considered the best team in football when they won the Super Bowl. Well, no, that's not always how the Super Bowl works, though. I don't even know if they had – a home game in any of their Super Bowl runs. Not the recent ones. I cert- I don't know about the 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 Parcells ones, but I know it's the nasty. They've got four of them. For that to happen the once Parcells or twice. Parcells have two. He's got two. No, he might have one. Ninety, and then they went in like eighty-seven or something like that. That's the that's the yeah that's the one I was. Ninety for sure. The wide right game. For two. Sure. They got two. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it'd be one thing if you had, like, one or two. Like, all right, these fools four-time Super Bowl champion. You guys, just, I, I'm disgusted Why are you getting that. worked up about the Giants? What? The? Well, because I don't like the Giants. Alfonso is on to something. I don't like the Giants. Well, you want to you wanna amend your, your list then? Nah, because I think the Raiders are a bigger bigger rival. All, all those teams are a bigger rival than the Giants. But uh, honorable mention. We make a top six? <laughs> yeah. Top six list. That way you can fit Tyrese Halliburton into it. <laughs> we could do uh, our top 21 players in the NBA. Number 21, Tyrese we, Halliburton. We, we, I think it was you guys. Usually you guys are the bomb. Top seven is seven. Hey, I think that was literally every radio station <laughs> on the planet. I, I, we might have been hot eight at eight. Hot eight at eight. Yeah. So, if, so if, eight. so if, so if the bomb did the top seven at seven. <laughs> We did the hot eight at eight. Hot eight at eight. Yeah. Lots of creativity <laughs> flowing through the juices of 
<laughs> of uh, rhythmic CHR programmers back in the day. <laughs> Tony Takate's Hot 8 at 8. <laughs> the Hot 8 at 8, which this is almost like, you know, kids cover your ears. They just made it up. <laughs> What's what's the t- what's what's the time? It had nothing to do with requests. Well, the funny thing doesn't is- matter how many times you called for uh, <laughs> confessions part two. Like it was whatever the biggest song in the in the country that was going to be the number one record. Those things would not change for like of course two they would half weeks. No, they wouldn't. I remember one summer it was uh, if I ruled the world, and uh, mm. we used to almost time it up. My auntie Cindy, she took me to swimming lessons um, with with her kids. And every time we'd get out at like seven and we'd hear the, on the drive home, we'd hear the seven and like the entire time for swimming lessons, it was If I Ruled the World, number one. Yes. That was a major song. If you, if you, if you uh, went to our guy Squints and said, hey, what are, what are the, you know, four or five power records? And he told you, you could get in the car and, and you, you turn on your spaceship and tell Reese, hey, Reese, I bet the weekend is on. Mm-hmm. Turn Post the spaceship on, and you you have a pretty good chance. Based on the clock, yeah. you do it at the top of the hour, doing at certain times, you'd have a pretty good chance of being right. At, uh, based on the clock, I could guarantee I'd either hear one of, if not all three, Post Malone, uh, Doja Cat, or The mm-hmm. Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you see how the sausage is made? Boy, I used to think, man, why can't we play music like, like, like the like the Bay Area? Like they 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 got they got their and then I realized they was doing the same thing just with different records. <laughs> right, they was same exact thing. Yeah. They're probably even the even the the um, I don't know what they call them now. The Golds, like the the Thuggish Ruggish Bones, mm. One More Chances. Mm-hmm. It's the same ones. Mm-hmm. They're just those are rotated like every. You might hear that once every couple days versus. Did you ever try to play one of those? Like, and did they say, the hell are you doing? When the boss was out of town, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you try to try. I remember. You couldn't I, stream back then, so I, he was gone. He was no, gone. <laughs> see, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Until I got hip to, there's a line that he could call. And hear the station. Uh, just be on the line. And just time. and just hear it. Yeah, no one has to pick up. It's nothing like that. It's just the number he calls, and it immediately picks up, and it starts playing the wow, station. Wow, the first streaming station. So while you know while 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 Mixula was trying to be funny and was playing guy <laughs> guy, guy let's chill on a Saturday night. Mixula, shout out. Yeah, I ain't heard that name in a while. You play a part in a Mixula, yes, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, you you try to cut them corners. He he always finds out because if he ain't listening, he's got somebody listening every single time. Yeah, I think I don't know if we came to a consensus here. I go Cowboys one, and I do think the Packers are in there. So for me, I I don't like you could do whatever you want to with the Raiders or the Giants, uh, but yeah, I, I think. What do you it, think it, about it, the Rams? Yeah, I put them. Are the Rams Third? higher than the Seahawks? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think you sold me on that. At the beginning this year. of the season, I was saying Rams. No, I don't think you were. I said I that think was, we had a whole. I said that was the best, the best rivalry in football. Rams 49ers. They have real heat. Kind of still do. Aaron Donald don't like, don't like the 49ers. Debo don't like 
uh, Aaron Donald, Jimmy Ward don't like. They the Rams just didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Sean McVay, uh, who's back by the way, said he's back. <laughs> Sean McVay is back. Kyle Shanahan, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it. I like I well I all, I just like the fact that Kyle Shanahan can slap Sean McVay around for a couple of games a year. Let's do it again. You know it's it's tough because they lost the one and it was an important one. Damn. But it's it's, it's the only one. Damn. Like what is the record? It's, Regular uh, season? How many straight is it? Is it eight? It's I think it's eight. I think it's eight. And beat the man in four years in the regular season. You know that you know that scene in the bar. That everyone juxt they put like whatever video they want to on the screen, and like everyone goes nuts yeah, and yeah, alcohol yeah, stuff. Yeah. I feel like that was the Schefter Sean McVay is staying in <laughs> Los Angeles tweet, and some bar in San Francisco. You put that tweet up, and everyone throws their bottles in the air and goes nuts. I was just about to say, who's doing that in LA? But yes, in San Francisco, no, everyone's yeah. doing it in San Francisco. Like, <laughs> 49er fans are like, our guy, Sean McVay, is back. Let's go. <laughs> Sean McVay's not the only coach who's back. And boy. Well, I guess I'm happy. I don't know. When this dude starts realizing his little off-season excursions are screwing up his recruiting classes, he, he might be better off. <sighs> we'll come back. Uh, we'll mention that story. You already know what it is, and we'll dive back into uh, there's actually some other coaching notes we want to talk about as well, and then we'll dive back into the Kings game. Nick Wagner is going to be with us here in about 30 minutes. James Ham coming up at the top of the hour here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. I was wondering what you meant. It's that time of day, and then I could looking down, responding to this email. I could just hear you putting on your jacket. Chilly, it's chilly out here. It chilly. always gets colder in here around two o'clock. The temperature <laughs> literally does not change. 
I don't know why it that does not change, but it always feels uh, colder in here. It ends up feeling like uh, when you go into the produce section at Costco. Oh, well, I ain't been to Costco, but I think the produce section in any grocery store is right. It's like, what the at, hell? At Costco, it's a, they, they put you in a meat freezer to go well, get your food. Well, how bad you how bad you want to eat? Man, come on, man. It's, it's That's too much, eat? man. That's too much. Real quick, the streets wanted to know, like, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on Edward Edgar Belanga um, not being with top rank anymore? Uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's they fine. They get a pop out of me every time. Uh, I, every I, I, I think it's fine. He'll, he'll, <laughs> top rank, I don't know about top rank. I agree. Yeah, they would be acting funny. Well, what happened with my headphones? Yeah, you're having a tough. Well, that's what you get for wearing the Laker hat that everybody was pointing out today. Don't have a Laker hat. Everybody on. has noticed that. That oh, just just so happens <laughs> on the day the Kings are in Los Angeles, Kenny 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 wears his his hey. friends. Hey, shout out, shout out, Laker to man. gold hat. Shout out to my man Tyrone, man, crescendo well, golden, man. While we're talking about what you're wearing and your friends, you mind turning down your watch a little bit? Because every time it hits the light, oh, it hits that window it and it comes flying back been, at me. I've been so, conscious well, or aware of this since we came into the studios. It happens yeah, I, all the time. I mean, and those aren't time. those aren't problems all of us have to deal with. But when you have, you know, Rolexes on this that you've got to. This is a very nice watch. Shout out to my people in Meister. It is, it is a very nice watch. My man Ryan. He's good. He's a good dude. Yeah. Turn it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we had alluded to this right before the break. Your boy Harbaugh is back at Michigan. I mean, I I guess I'm happy. Yo, Say, here's he the, has to stop doing this, dog. But he's not going That's to. Not he's got to go. Like, like part is, of me is like, you got to go. Because you're going to do this again next year. This is college. This is college. What? What, 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 Michigan's got like the 17th best recruiting class? 17th? Why do you think that is? Because this dude does this every single year. And I'll be honest, I didn't think he was coming back this time. I thought he I was thought really he was going gone. to the NFL this yeah, time. Yeah, I thought he was gone. But this, like, this little, he does this every offseason. And you wonder, like, you're looking around, like, how comes Michigan's not landing the big recruits? Mm-hmm. This is why Michigan isn't landing the big recruits. Mm. Your boy's a he's a hell of a football coach. Man, he's I don't know if ball. it's I don't know if it's his ego. I don't know what it is, but this is this is silly. Uh, this is silly. I, I I don't know why he does this and why he goes about it this way. I don't need it. Like I would I'd much rather him like at this point, that's why I say like much rather him just go. Because you can't keep doing this every year. Well, at some point, like that 17th ranked recruiting class is going to become the 25th ranked recruiting class. And then it's going to become the 20. And then all of a sudden, you're not going to be able to. Well, there are other ways that you can keep up now in college sports. But no no one's going to want to go to a school that they don't believe the coach is going to be there. Right. And this isn't one and dones. Right. Like, you've got to be there for three years. If I don't Mm -hmm. think the coach is going to be there for three years, I sure as hell ain't going to go. Yeah. Yeah, they. You want to come into my living room and lie to my mama's face? <laughs> I ain't going there. I'll have somebody else do it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because <laughs> ultimately, somebody's <laughs> lying to me, and it's the way the game is. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I have no defense for this. I don't know why he continues to do this. I don't either. 
Um, sounds like Sean Payton will get his pick of the job he wants. He's interviewed everywhere. Like every day a tweet's going out about the Broncos, the Colts, the Panthers have all completed their interview process with Sean Payton. What do you think um, What do you think is the best job? I've been trying to figure that out. I was certain it was going to be Los Angeles, hmm. the Chargers, hmm. uh, but apparently not, um, as Brandon Staley and the general manager spoke today. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because Carolina – I mean, Carolina showed some fight yeah, after after the changes. If you can get your quarterback in there, the Colts' talent is aging, mm-hmm. or maybe aged. Yeah, Colts isn't a good job. Um, what's the other one? Arizona. You don't know what you're doing with Kyler. Is it Las Vegas? Oh, Las Vegas. Josh McDaniels no, didn't give no. Josh, the Josh McDaniels. Gone. Yeah, the quarterback's gone. Not not, not the coach. Yeah, not the coach. Denver? That'll be debated for a while. So, okay, here's the here's my question. So take your 49er hat off. Not your Laker hat off. You can leave your Laker hat on. I don't even, leave your I don't leave, own a Laker hat. Leave your leave, to take your take your take your 49er hat off for a minute. Is what we saw this season, is that really Russell Wilson? Um, not to that extent. Like when I talked about, you know, him being washed. Or, or not, I, you didn't actually, say he was washed. I didn't you say said he was, he was declining. He looked washed this year. I didn't say he was washed. I thought he'd be declining. I didn't expect this. I think that was more of the coaching at the end of the day. I, I kind of – you were saying it from, from day one. You're like, yo, this coach don't know what he's doing. And I was like, nah, man, like Russell also. But the two games they played without him look back to normal to a certain degree. So – I think there's still something there for with Russ. They still have a, a top line defense. Um, they got some playmakers on the offensive end. I think that might be the best job right now. Okay, I think so too. I think that might be the best. That's job. certainly the most stable quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess some would argue it was stable. I think most people. I think there are I think there are concerns about Russell Wilson, but I think most people feel the way that you do, which is also the way that I feel that the big issue was Nathaniel Hackett. Mm. I, I still think Russ should have been able to overcome some of that, yeah, because it felt like he was literally able to overcome none of it, right. which you means can't there's be probably six points, right? There's some 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 credence to a decline mm. a little bit in Russell Wilson. It shouldn't have been that steep. No. Even at that, it's still it's he he's he's still the most stable at that position, which ultimately makes it the best job available. I was listening to uh, the morning roast this morning. Shout out Bonte and Butch. They had a guy from Dallas on, and real quick they had gotten on a question about Sean Payton mm-hmm. to Dallas. Actually, they were like, "Is McCarthy safe now, or is Sean Payton looming?" And the guy was like, "McCarthy's safe, probably, like probably, probably." He's safe, but he was saying that um, the Sean Payton to the Cowboys thing, he would be floored if it ever happened because, like you've mentioned a couple times, Steven is really running the show. Mm -hmm. Steven is running the day-to-day. Jerry's still out there because he's got a – Ego, and he still owns the team, still but doing you know, his radio show. Yeah, and he's still the general manager. Yeah. His, his title is still the general. Yeah, manager. but as far as like day to day stuff, that's Stephen. Yeah, and they were like, Stephen would never bring back Sean Payton or bring Sean Payton in. Interesting. 
because he, I think he was just talking about how like Sean Payton wants control over the mm-hmm. personnel, yep. and a lot of control, and Stephen would never ever. And, well, and and the thing, I mean, and it's probably why it didn't last long. They gave Parcells. They didn't call him the general manager. They gave Parcells a lot of control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know if Sean Payton would want the title or just the. the I mean, Kyle doesn't have the title, right? But Do we all know. Yeah, yeah, like like everything goes through him. Um, interesting, and and I'm I'm I don't know how you'd fire Mike McCarthy at this point. Nah, nah. I thought if they lost last week, yeah, that's your one and only window to get rid of. Like you can't fire Mike McCarthy for losing in the divisional round, no. unless they come out scared again. Because if they come out, I got questions. There's no way you fire him if if you if you lose this game. I got questions about these players if they come out scared to play the 49ers again. You know, I, I, two years in a row, come out shaking in your boots. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think I it's think, going to. I think they're going to be a little too amped up. Kyle going to have their heads spinning. Hmm. They're going to be so focused on not being bullied that they're going. They're not. They're not going to be as. So I, I think. Also, <laughs> I think a lot of different things can happen. I think the Cowboys are going to be as focused as we've seen them probably in years hmm. for this game. I'm not confident it's going to matter though. That's where I that's what I say about this game. I can't wrap my brain around the Skip Bayless Tony Pollard remark. Like Christian McCaffrey is such a phenomenal football player yeah. and he's such a difference maker. Um every time I I I I come up with reasons I think the Cowboys could win this, I'm just drawn back to the supreme talent that the San Francisco 49ers have. I I think the Cowboys are a good team. I think mm-hmm. they're they're a really good team. I don't think they're better than the 49ers. And when I look at that, if the if the game is clean, I don't think they can beat it. I think they've got to turn them over a couple of times. Create some situations with field uh field position and starting field position and things of that nature, short fields. I I just think the Niners right now are better. I don't think the personnel, especially on the defensive end for the Cowboys. I don't think it's good enough to stop what the 49ers are trying to do on the offensive end. And I think the 49ers personnel on the defense is good enough to stop or at the very least slow down Dallas. I think Dallas, I think Dallas is a, a year away from like really being able to compete against the Niners. Uh, there's four teams left in the conference, and obviously they can prove this theory wrong this weekend, but if we did a mini power rankings handed into the divisional round focused on the NFC, it's the Cowboy, it's the 49ers, Cowboys, then the Philadelphia Eagles, mm. and the New York Giants. Mm. That's what I and I think the Philadelphia Eagles are really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a little more excited to watch that game than I thought I would be because uh, I really want to see, one, this is, what New York doing real mm. uh, and and they've already won a playoff game so it is and two already is Jalen like it's, mm. it's, it's like it, and not just in, not just health wise yeah. but remember this was a quarterback I thought at the beginning of the year they're going to wait for him to fail and the first sniff at failure they get they're going to throw his ass out and they, he he never gave him the whiff I, I didn't I didn't uh, believe in him coming into the season I thought he was bad in that Buccaneers game in the playoffs last year and I was like I I don't know if you can win with this guy and he balled out this year absolutely balled out so yeah I want to see if he's healthy and now him getting another opportunity in the playoffs what that's gonna look like 
Did you see, did you happen to see, it was kind of lengthy. Um, I was actually surprised I watched it. But did you see that clip that was on Twitter about the, it was the NFL Live crew? Yeah, Kyle posted it. He did? Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Did yeah. you watch the whole thing? Mm-hmm. That was really Yeah, Kyle's good. not blocked. <laughs> Did you? That that was really good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great stuff. And I was sitting there like enthralled in what they were talking about. Yeah, it was really good. I actually uh, because Twitter is is really stupid on your phone now. I saw it this morning, Mm. and it and because I hadn't swiped over to like current text that had popped up from. I don't know if it was from yesterday or, or you know early this morning or whatever it was, but I saw you know Kyle had 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 tweeted it and yeah, I was I, w- I was the same as you. I just sat there watching the entire thing, listening to uh, them break this down. It's it really good. I just retweeted uh, Kyle's tweet so you could see it if you haven't. Uh, it's really good stuff from Dan Orlowski. And and uh, I don't want to mess her name up. Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes. Yeah. Mina Kimes. I always want to say. Uh, call it something else, but Mina Kime, she um, she tweeted out, quote tweeted that, and she was like, "The Niners, twenty one personnel is the death lineup of the NFL." Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's tremendous. <laughs> that is tremendous. I mean, I like I couldn't understand what they were talking about, but some of the stuff, like they went super deep into football. But it's like if you nobody nobody has. McCaffrey and Devo. That's what it kind of came down to. And nobody has use check. Mm-hmm. So when they like when you look at that personnel and say, okay, well, we've got the corners for to cover Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey. But what if they run? Now they've got the fullback too many that's weapons, out there. Man. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's so many weapons. It is a lot. So We'll we'll see. We'll and see. that's the offensive end. Yeah, that's like the we off- just forget. Like we, we kind of like people kind of act like the defense because they had a bad quarter. <laughs> it's like oh, they've got holes. Mm. Well, <laughs> okay, believe that if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> believe that if you want. you're still talking about the best defense left in 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 the in the playoffs in the NFL. I think it's the NFL. Yeah, they could. Speaking of speaking of stuff on Twitter. We'll talk to I'm, – I'm excited to talk to Nick Wagner about mm-hmm. some of this uh, 49er stuff. Did you happen to see this video that I'm going to put here on the screen? Did you Did you see this one? <laughs> this is one of the funniest videos I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. So my sincerest apologies for the radio audience because I'm, I'm going to play this. There's no sound to it. I'm just it's – this, it's this young lady at the Lakers-Rockets uh, game Looking at LeBron James like she just knows this is her moment. There's actually <laughs> there's even there's an even better one uh, that my man DJ Abs One uh, posted on his his oh, Instagram feed. Man. That's even better than that one because it comes out of a it comes out of a commercial break. Oh jeez! And he looks that way, and she kind of. She kind of does that thing, and he looks right past her and is looking past at a teammate. It, it's it's Ooh. it's a top five internet that was video. Crazy. That's a top five internet video right there. That was that I saw that I was like, man, she was trying to Jedi. She's like this. She knew this is my moment. She's like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get into his brain mm-hmm. right now and <laughs> Jedi mind trick him to look over here because it's time. <laughs> 
like Rob, Rob Dove said, old girl's trying to will it into existence. That ain't no lie. If we if we all had the determination that that young lady had in that moment. That man. that was akin to uh, the lady, remember in 2015, 16, Steph Curry? Mm. <laughs> oh, I remember the Steph Curry video. Yeah, I remember the Steph Curry video. <laughs> That was that was a trip. That was an all timer. That was a trip. That was an all timer. Uh, we mentioned uh, Sean McVay uh, in, or, or uh, Sean Payton, mm-hmm. excuse me, and you know Sean Payton we obviously. Did. We did mention Sean McVay. Uh, we did. Who, who's back? These are both you know Sean Payton clearly back in the NFL. It's just what job is he going to take? It's interesting to see what coaches get second shots and which ones don't. Mm. And some coaches get third shots. That doesn't happen too often, but it does. Is Anthony Lynn going to get another shot? Anthony Lynn finished with the Chargers at 33 and 31. Mm. He's with the San Francisco 49ers right now. That's got to carry weight somehow. Is Anthony Lynn getting another shot? Like, he was eviscerated his last. I mean, I think they were 7-9. and nine. Mm. You would have thought they were... Three and like Jeff Saturday was praised more than Anthony Lynn was his final year. Yeah, but he's with the San Francisco 49ers right now, and I keep the, to the I, I, to the best of my knowledge, he ain't got he hasn't gotten called for any interviews. No, no. I mean, I'm trying to find. I mean, in history says stick around San Francisco long enough, you will. But right. like. Anthony Lynn's Kyle really just done? Yeah, Kyle will get you there. <laughs> Kyle's going to get you to the promised land. We shall overcome. Okay. Man, who'd you call? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan King? Kyle Luther Kyle, Shanahan. Kyle, Kyle Luther Shanahan. He had a dream. Uh, Compensatory picks. But that's uh, a good question. I do wonder if he gets another opportunity. Um. He deserves another opportunity. Uh, I'm not saying Anthony Lynn didn't do some head-scratching things in his day, uh, but, uh, like, he's done? He shouldn't be. He absolutely shouldn't be. He should get an opportunity. There was a quote um, in L.A. Times. They they did a story on, on Anthony Lynn. And did you did you see the quote? It was... Uh, From Anthony Lynn? Yeah. Uh-uh. It was... It was Halliburton-esque. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, Oh, the okay. The quote about the resources in yeah. uh, Sandy uh, lost the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see that. Anthony Lynn on the 49ers. This organization will do whatever it takes to win. Resources out the <laughs> ears. That was different for me compared Can, to what I was going through in L.A. So it's just like, man, this is what it's supposed to be like. I absolutely, for the record. I absolutely hate myself that I forgot the quote until you said it was Halliburton-esque, and then I remembered exactly what you were talking about. I hate myself for that, and to Tyrese, I old apologize. Ha- old Halliburton. Oh, old Hallie, yeah. Pre-Woj Hallie. Yeah, pre-Woj Hallie. Pre-Woj Hallie. But, I mean, I I think if I'm a – if I'm a I, I, that stood out to me, number one, mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, he was pretty frank with it, but also – if I'm a, a general manager of another team, I'm looking at that and I'm probably like, yeah, he's probably right. Like he wasn't given all the tools necessary mm-hmm. to be even more successful than he was. He made the playoffs, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Like three times. Yeah. So 
if I'm like looking at coaches and like who gets another opportunity, that is Anthony Lynn guy, and I, I probably believe him. The Chargers didn't really tap into all their resources. If I need to give this guy a shot, if I'm willing to, you know, if I got an owner that's willing to, you know, give him everything that he needs to be successful, he did a good job in a tough situation. So I I really do hope he gets another shot. Uh, Nick Wagner is going to join us in a couple of minutes, but I got, I got a, one more. Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, Trey Lance's IG story about, oh, no. about Rand Carthen? No. So Ram, of course, got the Tennessee Titans general manager job. Yeah. So Trey put a pick, you know, he, he I don't, not retweeted, shared the, the story and included praying hands emoji. Or uh, I think it was fingers crossed emojis. <laughs> fingers crossed emojis. Yeah. And so a, then they, say, that's all it said. They might need a quarterback. And And, of course, there was like – Huh? What's that mean? Because <laughs> he had already gotten the job. Yeah. It wasn't. Oh, I hope my guy gets the right, job. Right. He had already gotten it. Right. So he shares the story with the with the cross fingers emojis. These these, these kids, man, they'll do stuff like that, and they'll be like, "Man, y'all making not about too football. much out of it. Y'all making too much out of it, man. It's not about football, man. I'm just happy for my guy. Well, why would you put that emoji? Mm. Like. Damien, if you got a new job, I'd be sad. But if you got a new job, yes. I might put flames. No, I might put happening. clapping hands. I would never put <laughs> this. <laughs> I would not do that. Yeah, I, don't I don't know what these people are doing. Here's the thing, though. If I got a new job, that means you got a new job. That's go. the way it works. There we go. Did I ever tell you where the Not About Football came from? Yeah. But it was a tweet. Well, it was or, uh, Le- Michael James used to always do that. Oh, he did it regularly. All the time. Oh, I, I remember you laid out one specific thing. Yeah, Michael that he James did. Would, would be like, so he wouldn't be playing. And he'd be like, ah, I just need to get off this bitch, you know, so I can go to work. Hashtag, not about football, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he would tweet, he would have these sub tweets all the time mm-hmm. that clearly referenced what was going on so he would have the subtweets then people would ask him about it and then he was like man y'all tripping so he started making the same type of tweets and then would put hashtag not about football <laughs> man i hope we light the beam tonight <laughs> hashtag this not about the kings <laughs> not, not about not, that not, might not apply about though that might not oh really it definitely would apply kings. this applies to matt barnes matt barnes if you're listening <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, it's going to be a fun little stretch here. Nick Wagner is going to join us. Uh, fresh from your TV sets, we'll talk 49ers Cowboys with him. Uh, and then James Ham will jump on the stream and we'll talk. It's rivalry day. Uh, we'll talk Kings Lakers uh, with Hammer when he joins us at the top of the three o'clock hour. That's all on the way here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. Nick Wagner going to join us here uh, on the phone in just a heartbeat. He's wrapping up some of his uh, TV commitments with uh, ESPN television as we gear up for a it's a fun week, man. And, and, and it's leading into a, a, a really fun weekend uh, with the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, the mm. Kings play tonight, play yeah. again on Friday, play again on Saturday. 
at the Golden One Center. But they kept the schedule clear uh, for Sunday, so shout out to them. So 49er fans don't have to – or Kings fans who are 49er fans don't have to pick and choose. I think they would just move the game up to like 1130 if it happened. I would talk to Uncle V and be like, yo, come on. But you, you know better. That, that, that never happens. Literally never happens. And you can't light the beam – at two thirty in the afternoon yet. We, unless, we don't know that. Unless you just unless you just were like, Oh, it'll be overcast that day, it'll be fine. Unless Uncle yeah. V just decided, Oh, it's gonna be overcast that Controls day. Controls the weather. Or you could do like in the old Arco <laughs> Arena. Remember the little crown that would um blow up yeah. when the yeah. it'd get loud enough? Yeah. <laughs> That's what the beam would be. The beam would be like the uh <laughs> The, 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 little, uh, the little flailing arms, things. the little Bailey, the little Bailey entrance. <laughs> as, as, you, know, you know where the weather thing came from? You know, at WrestleMania three, they had that dome over the, the Pontiac Silver Dome, mm. and they had the TVs up there. Mm. And Vince was like, they were, they were like, you're not going to be able to see this in in the daylight if it's sunny. And Vince McMahon said, fine, it'll be overcast that day, and left the meeting. <laughs> and it was overcast that day. It worked out for him. We welcome in. Oh, go ahead. I will talk to you about that. Okay. We'll welcome in our buddy, uh, Nick Wagner, fresh off of uh, his television commitments for ESPN and, of course, uh, San Francisco 49ers practice. Nick, we appreciate you so much. We were having this discussion earlier. Is, is Are the Cowboys the 49ers' biggest rival? Ooh, that's a good question. I think – I think that, like, historically, it's it's probably the best, like, non-division rivalry in football, right? Like, mm. if you take away the division factor, I think you have to look at it that way. And, guys, when they play on Sunday, that it will be the uh, – it'll tie for the most, you know, games played between two teams in, a post- uh, in the postseason in history. So, mm. I think this is their ninth postseason meeting, and there's a couple other matchups that have happened nine times also. So, it'll be tied there. But the stakes – uh, you know, I was talking to Nick Bosa about it today, and I, and I said, you know, last year was your first kind of taste of that. Uh, you know, how did that feel? Do you remember even feeling that rivalry, even though it was a long time before you were even, you know, thinking about playing football, even a, a glimmer in your mom's eye that the last time they played the postseason? And he said, yeah. He said, honestly, you know, it's a big deal because it's the playoffs. But because of the history between these two teams, it's an even bigger deal. And so I don't know if it's the biggest rivalry in football just because they don't play all the time. Uh, but amongst non-division rivals, I don't know that there's one. I mean, for us guys, you know, guys like us growing up in the 80s and 90s, like, it, it, you know, when you're falling in love with football, it, it's something I remember. And I wasn't even a fan of either team. I just loved watching them go at it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the stakes are so high when these two teams get together. Uh, traditionally, and, it, and it, it's been that way even now. Even though last year was a wild card game, that felt like you know a huge game. Mm-hmm. This one mm-hmm. on Sunday feels like a huge game. There's there's a part of me, Nick, that feels like this game indirectly is like the '90s because I think the winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean the argument could be made, especially because we don't know exactly kind of where Philly's at right now. Uh, I I personally am a believer in healthy Philadelphia team. I just don't know if that's what they are. You know, we we just haven't seen that, and so um, you could make that argument that this is that type of game. And guys, look, you know, all year long to me, the NFC has been three teams that kind of cut above the rest, and that is Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas, and. Dallas, you know, I started to have my doubts over the last month of the season. They didn't look great. They were turning the ball over a lot. Their defense was showing some 
signs of warts. Uh, but, you know, the team that we saw the other night looked a lot more like the team that played for most of the season. And I think this is just going to be the biggest challenge that the 49ers have gotten since they played Kansas City, but certainly for, for Brock Purdy and, and for that offense. This Dallas defense, their pass rush is no joke. They lead the NFL in pressure percentage. They're second in sacks per drop back. Uh, it's not just Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. They've got a number of guys who can kind of create havoc in the pass rush. The funny thing is, though, is Brock Purdy's actually been excellent when under pressure <laughs> in, a, in a smaller sample. He's under, when he's under duress, he's thrown four touchdowns and no picks um, and, and been right amongst the league leaders in, in completion percentage and yards per attempt uh, when he's under pressure. So um, it's kind of good on good in that way, but – uh, I think, you know, some of his escapability, his mobility, the things that we've seen him do to get away from pressure and make things happen, he's going to have to be really on point with that stuff in this game because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of moments uh, where those Cowboys are going to be bearing down on him. Nick, and not to take anything away from the incredible performances that Brock Purdy has had uh, and has uh, mm-hmm. composed as he's been uh, during the stretch, how much credit would you give Kyle Shanahan for what we've seen from Brock Purdy so far? Yeah, you're, I think you said it well, Damian. Like, you, you have to give credit to everybody here. But uh, let, let me just, if I can, just go back a little bit here, guys. I, I think there's an evolution in Kyle Shanahan here that is maybe going underplayed or under-talked about a little bit. And what I mean by that is, is when Kyle Shanahan got to San Francisco, he didn't come here and say, you know what, we're going to be all about yak. Offensively, we want to get guys who are physical and can run through you and get yards after. He didn't say that. He went out and got Pierre Garçon because Garçon was the physical guy that he knew, and he could kind of fill that role. But what he was looking for when he was going into drafts and he was looking at receivers, he was saying, give me guys who could separate. I want the Dante Pettis of the world because when I watch tape, he's creating separation with his route running. Mm. It didn't work, guys. It didn't work. And they got Debo Samuel, and they said, oh, this is interesting. Like, this guy is like Pierre Garçon to the next level, like his ability to run after the catch. And what's happened is, is I think Kyle Shanahan realized, you know who can create separation in this offense consistently? Me, the coach. I'm the guy who can do that. And so what happens if I take that ability that I have to draw up separation for my receivers and I pair it with guys who, when they catch the ball, would give it that separation, can run through and pass every tackler that's thrown in their way. And I think you're seeing that now, that evolution of, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and what they've built, which I always say now it's all about sacks and yak are kind of the pillars of, of this foundation here. That is what they built, but it wasn't initially that way. They've leaned into that and getting Debo Samuel kind of opened their eyes. But now you have the, I would argue guys, the, the tight end, the wide receiver and the running back who respectively at their positions are the best in the league with the ball in their hands after the catch. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not a coincidence guys. That is leaning into a realization of what this offense could be if you get those guys. Yeah, that's great stuff, Nick. Um, one of the things that, that I looked at, it may be really simplistic uh, when talking about this game. I understand that. But sometimes it's not rocket science, right? It, it, it's, it can be fairly simple. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say, man. I think I know. <laughs> well, I look at the way the 49ers run the football. And my thought about the 49ers is they, it's not like they're an unbeatable team. But if you can't yeah. stop them from running the football, I don't think you can beat them. And I don't think Dallas is equipped to stop this running attack. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, it's the biggest weakness on that Dallas defense is is stopping the run. And I think they're 22nd in the league or something like that uh, in run defense this year. And, you know, if you remember, guys, last year when they played in the playoffs, the Niners, to start that game, marched the ball right down. They just ran it down their throat to start the game, basically. And they were having a lot of success. And I still believe that if Jimmy Garoppolo hadn't gotten hurt in that game, that game would have been nearly as tight as it was late in the game. Now, to be fair, Dallas also made a bunch of mistakes. I mean, I think they had 14 penalties in that game last year uh, and some key moments, too. So there's a little bit of balance there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is it – is, one of those things where you always look at it and you say, what works in January? What works in the postseason? And the cliche is, is can you stop the run and can you run the ball? Well, the cliche is a cliche for a reason because more often than not, the teams that can do those two things go the furthest. Um, and the other thing I would add to that in the, in the Niners case, and you want to be real simplistic about it, I could get even more simple with it, <laughs> is turnovers. Mm. The 49ers are number one in the league in turnover differential, but here's the stat that matters, guys. For themselves, when they've turned the ball over two or more times this year, they're 0-4. Mm. When they've turned the ball over one time or zero times, they're undefeated. And wow. that's as simple as I can make it, guys. I mean, I can see, we, could, we could talk all day long, but, I mean, it's sometimes it's just as simple as that. And I think in the Niners' case, it really is that simple just because they are so talented that the only way they're going to lose to a lot of these teams, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of these teams is, by shooting themselves in the foot. You think, uh, and I feel like this type of stuff comes up every year. Like D- D'Amico Ryan's, it seems like he, and you wrote about this recently, just primed to be uh, a head coach somewhere. Uh, hypothetically, the 49ers keep winning. You think that hurts his chances? Yeah, it doesn't help. And you know what's interesting? I had a long chat with D'Amico last week, about a half hour we talked, and um, for the story that, that ran today. And I just don't get the impression that he is in a rush to take a head coaching job. Um, he believes he's ready. Uh, he, he said it on the record. I'm, I'm ready to do this. But, you know, last year, guys, the Vikings were very interested in him. They wanted him back for a second interview. They were hiring a general manager who knew D'Amico from their time together here in San Francisco. There was a lot of connections there, and he bowed out of that. And that wasn't a terrible option right like the vikings have a pretty good roster that that wasn't a team that needed a massive rebuild and if you look around at the teams that have openings this year what job is super appealing there yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know that there is one like the broncos on paper should be because that is a historically good franchise with a great fan base and they have deep pocketed owners and resources forever but the quarterback situation is bizarre and you may be stuck for a couple of years with it because of the money and so um, if you don't have a great offensive plan, how do you do that? So that's just one example. But um, I, I do think that it's one of those things that a lot of teams are willing to wait a little bit, but waiting until the very end is tough. And you just don't see it happen a lot. But the 49ers, <laughs> that's a great example of a team where it paid off because they waited for Kyle Shanahan all the way through the Super Bowl, and I don't think they regret that a single day. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick, guys, I want to ask Nick one more thing because yeah. he's been around this team, and I want to I want to see what he thinks about this. There's much to be made about the Cowboys getting bullied last year and, and getting punked and all this other stuff. And now this year, there's questions: Will they get bullied again? And I'm sure they're they're going to be you know heightened for that. Like well, we're not going to let that happen again, and they're going to be all charged up to not let it happen again. And the funny thing about it is, I think that the 49ers on the other side. They don't look at it as 
we're going to bully them or we're going to be tougher or nothing like that. They just look at us. We're about to play 49er football. And if it turns out yeah. that we bully them, then that's how it is. Do you think that's how they look at, at something like this? Or are they aware of, no, we have to be the bullies in this game or something? No, it's an interesting It's an interesting question only because, like, you're talking about, like, uh, something that would be something you're striving for or something that's inherent, right? Like, you're, what is your identity versus what you're trying to put? Let's, let's, let's use an analogy. It's like who you really are versus who you are on Instagram, right? Like, <laughs> there's two, two very different things in a lot of cases for some people. But the 49ers' identity is the bully. Like, that's how they built this thing. And so, yeah, I don't think in their mind it's like, oh, we have to turn it up and we got to be different. They just got, like you said, they just got to go out and do what they expect to do. I think what's what's interesting is is when teams have to try to convince themselves to match that, mm. that they're already behind if they're doing that because mm. that has to be something that's in you. Like you can't just all of a sudden decide you want to be the baddest guy in the room. You know what I mean? Right. And and so I, I don't know that I don't know that that is something that Dallas has. And the other thing I would add to that is, and this isn't Dallas's fault, but it works against them that they played on Monday night. The 49ers had two days, two extra days ahead of them. And people say that's unfair. I would argue that it's actually less than it used to be. The two seeds used to get a buy. So it used to be a whole week off. Now it's just a couple of days that they get ahead of them. But the other thing is, this is the fourth straight road game for the for, for the Cowboys. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot, guys. And the, the Niners did that last year. And I would argue if you go to the second half of that Rams game, the Niners gas tank ran out, mm. and I and I and I think that there's a possibility that that could be the same type of scenario for the Cowboys too. And, the, and to your point, Casey, if they if they come out and try to empty that tank right away, mm. it could be a problem because then you got to still play a whole second half or whatever it is, you know, to try to keep up. Yeah, Nick, I took that Instagram remark personally, so we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna say goodbye hey, now. <laughs> if you took if you took it personally, that means you're guilty, my man. That's, okay. that's, if it, if it sounds like I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. I know. I know. That's the sad part. Great stuff as always, Nick. Thanks for making time for us, man. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, you got it, guys. See you later. It's that guy, Nick Wagner, ESPN 49ers insider. It's uh, not on me. It's in me. It's, that's what they say. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.